Welcome back to another episode of Let Me Tell You. Today we have a great guest. We have a beat writer for the Collegian, the student newspaper at Kansas State. The team we will be playing in the first round of the NCAA tournament to see who will face off against NC State, a team both of our schools faced off in the regular season the regular season and lost to. I will also be breaking down the NIT tournament and how I think they're going to do against the Broncos today. I'm sorry for the lesser audio quality. I'm in a hotel room using headphones, so please enjoy and don't forget to listen after the interview for the men's tournament info. Welcome back to another episode of Let Me Tell You. Today we have a great guest. We have Nathan Encero, a student reporter at the at Kansas State University for the Collegian. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, man, definitely. Before we talk about the upcoming match between our two schools in the NCAA tournament, I just wanted you to give us a quick 30-second elevator pitch about yourself. Yeah, I'm a uh, master's student here at K-State. I did my undergrad in PR, and now I'm getting a master's degree in mass communications hoping to finish up in May. I've covered the women's basketball team for five seasons now, and I've been at the Collegian for five years. Very exciting. So before we jump into the game itself, uh, what were your thoughts on Kansas State's season as a whole? I have a lot of thoughts. They started out the year really, really hot. Like they lost to, looking at their first like 15, 20 games, I think they they lost twice and they're both to one seeds, NC State and South Carolina. That includes wins against Oregon and Baylor in Manhattan. And then they lost a, they lost by three at home to Iowa State. And then it's just kind of been a mess since then. What's kind of, what's happened is teams have adjusted to Ayoka Lee and they've adjusted to the the three freshman guards. How did teams adjust to you guys? Ayoka Lee was, her thing is she's very back to the basket. She likes to get the ball in the paint and, and score through contact. She shoots about 50%. And what teams started doing, um, especially Texas Tech in Lubbock in uh, mid-January, was they started using what Texas Tech's coach called a three-prong attack on her. So they had one girl behind her to try to intercept or knock away any lob passes, one girl in front and deny, and then extreme ball pressure on the, uh, on the uh, guards. And that limited the ability to get the ball into her. And then K-State stopped making three-pointers. And when you can't make three-pointers, then it's a little easier to leave a guard or somebody in the lane to kind of provide that deny defense. And when and so they kind of turn K State into a one dimensional team. Okay, yeah, that's uh, the missing three pointers is sounds a little too close, sounds a little too similar to Washington State for me, so a little disappointing there. Overall, I was wondering for us, Washington State, this is our third NCAA appearance, second in a row, so it's it's a shock and it's a big deal here. What is Kansas State women's basketball history recently and in the past? What does it give us the history of it? Is this a big deal? Is this expected? K-State women's basketball has been around for a long time. I think it's a top 20, maybe top 15 program in terms of all-time wins. And a lot of those came under Deb Patterson, who's on uh, staff at Washington State. The head coach at Washington State was her assistant for 18 years at K-State. And a lot of our program success is thanks to Deb Patterson. Um, And Lori Cohn played at at K-State. She's on the staff there at Washington State as well. And so they won the WNIT in 2006. Deb Patterson won a pair of Big 12 titles at K-State. And then after a disappointing year, I think 2012-13, she was let go. And they hired Jeff Mitty away from TCU for the next season. 
and he's been to the tournament I think three or four times. I think this might be this is either his third or his fourth uh, trip to the tournament in about seven years with us, roughly. Yeah, I believe it's you've been to the postseason five years and the tournament three years. But I read most recently. You mentioned this now. I'm going to jump to my question on this: the connection between Washington State and Kansas State. Obviously, the big the big storyline there. I also find it strange that Deb Patterson is also now an assistant. So it's weird to go from head coach to then the assistant of your person now head coach. That's an odd jump. But for me, that's one of the major storylines. Then it's Charlize Ledger-Walker versus Ioka Lee. So for you, what storyline has piqued your interest? I think the big one is the, the Deb Patterson and the whole coaching staff thing. Yeah. Because Deb Patterson was huge in, in K-State women's basketball history and the, her impact on especially like the the mid to late 2000s is still paying dividends. I mean, K-State is pulling in players from the state who grew up watching those teams. And so I think that that's the big storyline around here. I know that that was the, when we were watching the selection show, I know that that's what a lot of the other journalists, kind of the first thing that they pointed out was about that connection. And so I think that that is probably the major storyline. And then the one that I'm most interested in is seeing a team who has, hasn't seen Ioka Lee before and has only seen her on film guard her. I'm, interest, um, I'm interested in that because K-State's best stretch of their season was the non-conference play where they were playing teams that, that hadn't ever guarded her. I'm going to tell you, I, I am terrified to play Ioka Lee because I do not think our, our forwards are going to be able to battle against her. I mean, I, I, was on the, I turned on the TV today and the Oklahoma – Kansas State game where she went off for 61 points and NCAA record was on just by coincidence. And I was, I watched the whole thing. I, went, I, I don't think Bella Margatete or Ula are, I mean, Ula's our strongest player, but I don't, I don't know if they have what they need to match up. It's going to be tough. Yeah, she is, she's big and, and strong. And the best way to guard her is to keep the ball out of her hands. So that, that involves a lot of, a lot of defense at the, at the perimeter as well and so that's what teams started to figure out against k-state is they've got three freshmen trying to feed the ball to her um and so if they can kind of hassle them then they can keep the ball out of her hands obviously we talked a lot about ioka lee when i was looking at your roster for me a player who stood out was serena sundell if i'm saying that correctly uh serena serena oh serena sundell is there another player besides ioka lee who's kind of low on the radar that could uh, maybe a lot of people she hasn't got a ton of media coverage but you're thinking of a a good day in the tournament. Yeah, I think Serena Sundell is is kind of that player, but I would also look out for uh, Briley Glenn, who is one of the other freshmen that are starting. She won a couple of Big 12 Freshman of the Week awards this year. And then the older players, Emily Ebert, is one of the most athletic people um, on the team. She is the kind of player that she makes a lot of plays that don't wind up in the stat book, knocking balls out of bounds or diving on the loose floor and grabbing loose balls, those kinds of plays that are, are critical to success but aren't necessarily points, rebounds, and assists. Washington State loves to shoot the ball, and they don't drive into the lane as much as I would like to see. So I'm wondering to you, how are, your, how are, your, how are K-State's players good defending the perimeter? We've had issues with teams that can just shoot, especially off the dribble. Yeah. Um, Iowa State gave K-State issues twice this year by – just hitting shots and that's that's kind of their mo case it's not really a three-point shooting team as a team they're averaging below 30 percent and that really started with the mid-february game against ku where they shot 
Oh, I've got all their stats pulled up here. One for 22 from three. Then the next game, they were four for 19, two for 11. And then they finally figured it out against Oklahoma uh, in a, a last second shot loss where they were nine for 22 from three. So they had some, they had some really rough games right there at the end stretch of the season and consequently went two for one two three four five six seven wow two for seven that's not yeah. great so you mentioned early season success so against teams like baylor and oregon who beat us by 50 points which is that was one of the worst losses i've ever seen i i, I skipped class to go to that game probably one of the worst decisions i've made but you know whatever it happens mm-hmm. so what worked really well for you guys was that just basically ioka lee was able to get open is that pretty much where your success came from well, part of it was I think Oregon was still getting some players back from injury because okay. I know after the game, Coach Mitty said that when they're healthy, that's like a top 10 type team. Yeah. I mean, Yoki, Yoki scored 19, Emily Ebert scored 15, and Briley Glenn scored 15. And I think right there is kind of the recipe for success is a Yoka Lee around 20 points, one of the three freshmen around 15, and then 20 or so points from some combination of the rest of the starters I think is the is the recipe for success and so usually that's obviously Lee and then either Sundell or Glenn and then some combination of um, Glenn's twin sister Jalen or Emily Abbott or Laura Mackey providing kind of some some extra scoring there and then the other thing is Serena Sundell started the season on a tear in terms of taking care of the ball she had eight assists to one turnover in that Oregon game and she she has been really solid all year, and she's the type of point guard that's going to play 40 minutes. But teams have, as she's gotten to go up against teams that have a little bit better of uh, defensive, or I guess defense on the perimeter is a little better, they, they've neutralized her a little bit and forced her into some more turnovers. Teams that press a lot force K-State into a lot of turnovers, and that's been an issue that's gone back a couple of years at least. Okay, so before we get to score predictions, I want to know, what do you know about Washington State's basketball team? Do you have any questions for me? Not, I don't know much at all, other than I've looked a little bit over the roster and a little over the schedule. It looks like a tough day against Oregon, a tough day against NC State, but everybody's had a tough day against NC State. We hung in them with, like, for two and a half quarters, so I watched that game over break, and I was like, yes, we have a chance, and then... Like the fourth quarter, they just pulled up by four. They went down. Cool. We were. I don't think K State was ever in that game. Yeah. Because K State has had those games uh, over the the last couple of years where it's like they're playing a really good team and they're right there, and then something happens in the third quarter. UConn beat K State by twenty five when I was a freshman, and they were right in there until the third quarter when they went on a twenty five zero run. <laughs> yep, that's that's UConn's a good school. You expect that. That's yeah. That's, yeah. Tough matchup. I believe my team's going to win. You believe your team's going to win. How do you feel about the, the rematch against NC State? Do you believe you guys have a chance, or is it kind of just you want to win the first match, and then that's all you need? That's kind of the nature, I think, of the women's tournament at times is the one seeds and the two seeds are so good. You just kind of run into a buzzsaw. So I think whoever wins this game probably, like you said, hangs with NC State for a while and then winds up losing. And I think that there's not a lot to a lot of getting around that. 
I said the same thing about Texas in the Big 12 tournament and K-State hung around until late the third quarter and then they wound up losing by seven. Okay, okay. so those are my questions. But before we go, I do a speed round just to get to know you. And since you're a not a student, you're not a Wazoo student, which is most of my guests, student athletes, coaches, I like to ask these questions to get to know other campuses and other places. If you had to convince me to transfer to Kansas State, obviously money is not an issue. What is your selling point? What is your pitch to me? I think that from what I understand about Washington State and what I am and, and Pullman, I think that you'd like Manhattan. It's it's off the beaten path like Pullman is. Got a great creamery here in town. Ag school. Your university president Kirk Schultz was a transformational president here in the in the two thousands. He did a lot of of great ideas and um, did a lot of good stuff for for this university. So I think that you would and a lot of Washington State uh, students would fit in great here in Manhattan. I, I like the creamery thing. That was big. Ferdinand's ice cream. I always ask about that on my speed round, so I, I appreciate that. You did, your, you did your homework. That was good. Best food on campus? Oh, the best food on campus is Kramer Dining Hall Pizza. Okay. Best food in the town, in Manhattan? In town, I really like tacos from Taco Lucha and pizza from AJ's. What's your, what kind of pizza? Just straight... Standard cheese, what are the toppings, what do you get? Oh, I usually do pineapple and jalapeno and cream cheese. That's a big thing around here is like they put cream cheese on under the sauce. There's a couple of places that do it. It's life-changing. That sounds absolutely amazing. <laughs> That's enough reason for me to go. I got to go to Manhattan now. Dang. Your favorite class at Kansas. Oh, oh in my five. Oh, wow. So non-journalism class. I took a course in history. It was like 500 level on Western attitudes towards death. That was really fun. Uh, I did a lot of like walking around cemeteries and learning about how the way that cultures bury their dead can teach us about what the cultures valued and, and what they cared about. My favorite JMC mass comm type class was uh, strategic communications campaigns, which I took my last semester. The fall semester of my senior year and it's a class where the entire course is divided into or all the students in the courses are divided into teams and those teams compete for the business of a real world client bar district here in town aggieville their business association was looking for a pr campaign and so the each team kind of competed and then presented at the end of the semester our idea for a campaign because they're going through a whole uh, revitalization of the downtown area, adding parking garages, adding new hotels. They're going to change the street and everything and kind of make it more pedestrian friendly. And that was, and so that was the the campaign and my class won that campaign. And so that was fun. And then um, I TA that class now this semester. Wow, that's really cool. My last question is the favorite, your favorite K-State game, whether it's women's basketball, football, baseball that you've ever attended. That's a tough one. Because I was, I was at Bill Snyder Family Stadium when we won the 2012 uh, Big 12 Championship with Colin Klein um, in football. I was in the arena in Atlanta when we beat Kentucky in the Sweet 16. So probably one of those two. Oh, and obviously beating KU in Manhattan a few years ago with uh, uh, Cartier Diara win Neil Dunk. That was great. <laughs> those are all great choices. I wish you guys... The best of luck, I guess, but not really at the same time because I do hope you lose. So thank you for coming on. I really appreciate this. Yeah, thanks, man.
I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. I thought it was really well done, and I think Nathan knows his stuff. I think he gave you some good information, especially how to beat Aoki Lee, which is crucial. So, as you know, I said the men's basketball team's hopes for the big dance were dead weeks ago. Turns out I was right. The Cougars beat Cal in the Pac-12 tournament, which was nice, but they fell to the UCLA Bruins 72-62. Cal had way the Cal game had way too many fouls. There were over 40 total calls, 30 of them happening in the second half, I believe. The Cougs played the cleanest game of the year against UCLA and forced Johnny Juzang into foul trouble and also forced more turnovers than the UCLA Bruins usually allowed. I believe it shows that the UCLA team is beatable by a team outside of the Pac-12. The Cougars are now hosting the first round of the NIT tournament, or the Who Cares tournament, doesn't matter. This is the first tournament, this is the post, the first postseason tournament since Clay's freshman year. The Cougs will take on the Broncos in Pullman, the Santa Clara Broncos in Pullman on Tuesday. With zero students because it's on break and Broncos are ranked 68th on Ken Palm, which is the holy bible of college stats. The Cougars are 55th, but the Broncos have three wins that are bigger than any other win that the Cougars have won at all this season. The Broncos beat TCU. And BYU, who was shockingly not in the NCAA tournament, but they were at number two seed in the NIT. And St. Mary's, the number fifth team, number five seed in the in the NCAA tournament. They might be ranked lower than us in Ken Palm, but they have a lot better wins. And actually, I think that makes this game a lot harder. This is one of the best shooting teams in the country. They are 18th in effective field goal percentage. They don't take a bunch of threes, but they are fifth in three-point percentage, and they hit about 39% of their threes. And the last time the Cougars, the Cougars have not lost to Santa Clara in Pullman. Most recently, a 69-68 win in 2016. 2019 was the last time the Cougars made a run in the NIT tournament, which they lost in the semifinal round and fell to Wichita State. So, hopefully we, got, we win, but no fans at home. It's the NIT tournament. I don't know how excited you're going to get. All right, go Cougs! <laughs>